trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest Welcome to Talkin' Trash, a Rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites. I'm Rob. I'm Randy. And I'm Andy. And this week is the final round, the end, the last breakfast sandwich for like three months for all of us. It's Treetown Cafe in Penfield, Balsam Bagels on Winton, and McCann's Local Meats in the South Wedge in a three-way battle for Rochester's breakfast sandwich supremacy. So this week, our guest is Gwen. Gwen, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is your your second situation where you've been involved in this podcast, although the first time you didn't really have much of a a voice. um, And I think you didn't agree with the decision. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. It was uh, the the big bodega kerfluffle of, uh, of 2021. Yeah, that there was a lot of fallout involved with that whole situation, which we're not going to get into too deep. Including Bodega being re-entered <laughs> into the tournament and subsequently not winning that round despite having an amazing breakfast sandwich once again. Yeah. Yeah, not going forward in spite of the fact that the two people that complained the most about it not being in the competition were the ones who voted it out, basically, I think, is what happened. Who knows? We- the- they're, they're a fickle, the fickle beast, these breakfast sandwiches. Are we just going to recap the last episode because nobody listened to it? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> listened to it. Some people might jump right to the finals, Randy. <laughs> That's true. Hey, you know what, guys? Uh, new listener Sue has been listening to the newest episodes first, and she's working her way backwards. So uh, you know what? Maybe not a bad idea. So will she then never listen to this episode? Probably if she started not. behind this one and moved backwards, I don't know. Yeah, she'll she'll never know. But Sue, if you're listening, what's happening? Anyways, uh, let's let's get moving. So I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna start talking about our week in food, one of our famous segments. Rob, each of us. I have to interrupt you. I have another musical interlude we've been talking off air how i've been saying i wanted to make an intro song and i realize this is a little cheap considering i just played the dumb reggae horn but we're gonna try and get the introduction to the weekend food live are you ready here we go ready the week in food That was pretty good. <laughs> you know, just that royal entering the royal court entrance music. I think that's perfect setup for, you know, us talking about the trash that we eat each week. I, I thought Gwen did a great job saying the weekend food there. Sound, yeah, I asked her to set that up beforehand. <laughs> I When you said you were going to interrupt me, I didn't know you were going to politely tell me you were going to interrupt me and then play it. I thought you were going to interrupt me with the sound. So I was kind of stalling and and waiting for you to cut me off. Well, I thought on the off chance, it actually sounded good, which is unlikely that we could then just not record it later and have it. You could just cut that audio and use it again. Get a clean copy. Not a bad idea. This is a great on pod conversation. Let's, let's keep, keep this one going a little bit. 
people love to see behind the curtain. They love this kind of thing. This is our behind the scenes episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The deep dive. Okay. So moving on to our weekend food, Gwen, do you have any food highlights from this past week? So I do, I actually have two, but they have a common theme. So I ordered um, from a company called Amsam, which does like at home, um, really authentic Asian marinades. Um, So it's all ready to go. You just provide the protein and the veggies. um, And they have like six different kinds of marinades. One like Vietnamese, Thai, um, Korean, Chinese, uh, Filipino, um, and Japanese. And so I've tried now the Japanese and Rob and I both tried the Filipino um, and it was, it was all really, really good. So um, a small shout out to the Amsam team for, for bringing some authentic Asian flavor to Rochester. It was, it was very good. I concur. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what everything was called, but I was like, this is pretty, this is really good. Uh, That's good. And you said you had a second one? Well, that, that was two wrapped into one. So we did the Filipino together. And then tonight I actually made the Japanese um, style salmon. And that was also very good. So two out of six so far, both very good. So nice. great reviews all around. Awesome. Great, great pick. Andy, what's going on in your weekend food? Okay, weekend food. My, our buddy, friend of the pod, Pete, had a Groupon or something like that, like a local half price coupon to a place in Fairport near where I live called The Landing, which is a a little bar in the village of Fairport. And I think they're known mostly for like their music and live shows. And they've got like really good prices on drinks and stuff like that. And um, I I haven't really eaten there all that much, but they, they said, you know, Hey, we got this deal. You, you guys want to come out with us? And we said, sure. So later I'll talk about another part of that night in our plug section, but the weekend food came at the landing, not a place that you think of for food in Fairport necessarily right away, but it was just really good bar food. We had some wings and a burger. My wife and I split that and it was all, very solid and we had the groupon so it was kind of like half off for us so we were sitting in this booth right next to um a band that was about to play and get set up so it was just fun to be back in a normal situation we we were out for one of the first times and we were we just kept laughing that the first night we were going out was to the landing which is this you know little bar this uh, hole in the wall in fairport but the food ended up being great and the company couldn't have been better. Our buddy Pete and Heather met us out and uh, we had a blast. So that was really fun. And then the next morning uh, I texted you guys that uh, we had a funny story. I, my wife wanted to get some food for breakfast and I said, Oh, what do you want? And she said, I kind of want a breakfast sandwich. And this was the day after <laughs> we ate the food for the finals. Yeah. So I was like, well, all right, sure. Where do you want to get one from? You know, we've had 15 different breakfast sandwiches. And she's like, I kind of want a tree town after hearing you guys talk how great it was. So <laughs> it's like, okay. And they happened to be closed. So we ended up settling on Clausen's breakfast pizza, which is the deli in Fairport. I think I've talked about it before. They are known for their breakfast pizza. They have lots of other stuff, but if you live in Fairport, you've probably had their breakfast pizza before and it's awesome. And it's totally worth having an episode on sometime in the distant future when we're craving meats, eggs, cheese, and bread again. But uh, it was awesome. 
Yeah, their breakfast pizza is unbelievably good. And if I think I remember that the ham was one of the stars, which for me, I usually would get like a, you know, a bacon or something like that. But I remember the ham was, I think the, the crowd pleaser. Yeah. I went and got slices and all they had was the bacon and it was very good, of course, but yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, the traditional pie is the ham and it's so good. I think they, cause the ham covers every, like they lay the slices out. So you, every bite you get ham, I think. Nice. Yeah. That place is awesome. Randy, what about your weekend food? Andy, so are we announcing that our next competition is breakfast pizza? Starting next week. <laughs> what? No, no, that is not happening. That is fake news. When real quick, do you have to order that Amsam sauce? Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's it's all online. So it just, you know, delivered via UPS. Um, and they have like two different or six different sauces, but I got both two different sampler packs so I could try them all. Um, yeah, highly recommend. All right, cool. Check it out. Um, so for me, went to uh, sort of a new um, place off of Goodman and like Main Street called Seed and Stone Cidery. Um, small joint outside area is really cool. Got a bunch of tables inside. Looks awesome. Um, very like it's like a long, long building, but they have like it all open so you can see where they um, make the cider. So went in there, um, they have a 10 tasting um, sample that you can do. So, you know, the little glasses that they poured in. And uh, so we did the 10 taster. Now there's 11 ciders on the menu. So you have to choose one that you don't want in the taster. Um, So I said, I don't, you know, I'm good on the coffee. I already had some delicious coffee at Rob's that was um, French pressed maybe. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So I said, no, good on the coffee. And there were a few people sitting at the bar and they went nuts. They were like, no, you have to have the coffee. You've (laughs) got to try the coffee. Do you even know who this is? Pointing at the bartender. And we're like, no, no, no idea who this is. Like, look, look, he's the guy. He's the guy they named the coffee one after. His last name is coffee. They're like, hold on. And they go to the cooler and grab a bottle. And on one of the bottles for the coffee cider, the label has a picture, hand-drawn picture of the bartender on it. <laughs> and he was just so embarrassed. And he was like, he's like a pretty big Jack dude and wouldn't seem to get embarrassed. And he was so embarrassed. He's like, guys, it's okay. You didn't have to order the coffee one. It's fine. Uh, but everyone was super nice there. We were talking to them for a while. Um, cider was awesome. So good. I highly recommend checking it out. You don't have to go with the 10. Um, the pours are big. So I'd recommend maybe going with the four or five and, uh, you know, splitting it amongst people, but overall great place, great location, awesome place to sit outside for the summer. We will definitely be going back. This is uh, the second week in a row. Randy has found himself in the middle of a Seinfeld episode. It seems like everyone's (laughs) yelling at him to get the coffee because the bartender (laughs) is the guy. And last week they had the exploding candle at brunch and everyone's staring at them and they drag them out of there. And all the moms look like his mom. You live a quite the interesting life, Randy. <laughs> you, you've had some, yeah, really interesting weeks in food. Wait, so, well, I was going to say, without this week in food segment, I probably wouldn't even tell anybody that story. So I guess, <laughs> I don't so, know. If, go ahead, Randy. Did you actually end up getting the coffee one? 
he, he like right away he's like here try it like he just even he gave us an 11th one just to try um and it was really good it was mild it was a very good like mild coffee flavor we can taste the coffee and the cider at the same so time. so he wasn't that modest he did end up making you try it <laughs> he did i think he felt bad because everybody was pushing him to do it they obviously all knew each other there but yeah it's owned um by i think um two people uh and it was i think the owner was there and it was it was just awesome definitely yeah, recommend i, I love these uh, new places phil right seed and janet stone <laughs> <laughs> nailed it andy how'd you That's know that <laughs> they're, uh, they're staples in the, the goodman area yeah um no actually i'm pretty sure that's not it but it was definitely a good place to go and uh recommend wait so what what's it called and, and it's on goodman whereabouts on goodman seed and stone cidery right near the uh comic book shop comets etc which i guess probably wouldn't be a good place to could use you as a reference further elaborate <laughs> wrong podcast um, it's like right near where you go down the hill to the public market so kind of right okay. near that weird intersection there you've seen the plaza that it's kind of in it's in like this whole brick area um I, i'm sure you've driven by it okay cool thanks randy this poor couple came actually we were sitting outside this older couple and they looked very confused and the guy comes up to us he's like is uh is this where selena's is and we're like oh boy here <laughs> on spot pal <laughs> Laurel told him where to go, like how to get there. And he was so flustered. He tripped over a chair on the way out. So I hope they made it there. Shout out to that couple. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that's a good, good pick and a good choice. And, uh, I'll have to hit that place up. Uh, my weekend food, I went to native with some friends Saturday night and it was awesome. Like native is such a cool place. Uh, we went, Andy and a crew of us went before we saw the book of Mormon before the pandemic hit. And it was great then. And the cool thing about native is they've got a lot of a decent amount of outdoor seating and they kind of, the, the one outside wall just kind of like opens up. So it's like the whole restaurant is just open to that patio area. And we all just split a bunch of appetizers and, you know, it's, a, it's, it's more of an expensive place, but all every single appetizer. I think we got five different appetizers. They were all really, really good. So I, I cannot recommend native highly enough. Great food, great place to go. Yeah. We had a blast when we all went, we had a big, this was pre pre COVID times. We had a big, huge table and probably like 12 people there. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, that was a great, uh, are you going to play the song? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll just play five seconds. Those are a little outro. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's get down to business. So Gwen, tell us a little bit about your breakfast Samstery. Sure. So I, I wouldn't say my breakfast Samstery is any more exceptional than anyone else's other than as a like resident of New York city for about 12 years. I probably was at a consumption rate of about two to three breakfast sandwiches per week um, from, <laughs> from anywhere from a street cart um, to a bodega, not bodega, but uh, just a New York City bodega to some of the higher end Jewish delis. Um, enjoyed them all for different reasons. So yeah, I felt pretty qualified for this one. Do, do you think our Rochester 
Sam's sandwiches stack up. I was going to call them Sammy's sandwich. Do you think we're comparable to some of the New York city places? I do. I do. I think definitely all the sandwiches I've tried for the sake of this com- competition superseded most of what I got at any of the street carts oh. for sure. Um, but I will say they would offer pretty tight competition to even these, these top three winners. If you, if you looked at my top New York selections. Gotcha. I think that's like one of the best parts of breakfast sandwiches is that even the ones that Rob grabbed that were three bucks at that deli, Pentonari's deli, they're still good and you'd be happy with them. It's hard to really truly screw up a breakfast sandwich. And then you add on top of that, all these places, like some of the places that we're eating today in the finals that just put a little bit of extra oomph, whether it's some fancy roll or the best bacon you've ever had. If you get one of those pieces and knock it out of the park, you can make them pretty awesome breakfast yeah, sandwich. Completely agree. The, th- the thing I feel like New York has over is the bagels, right? I mean, the bagels. Here are we go. So the bagel guy. <laughs> so good. Randy, <laughs> I actually have a present for you. At some point when I see you, I have like six dozen New York bagels in my freezer. Six or um, six and I've dozen. Been, I've been, <laughs> I, my, one of my very generous friends from New York sent me a whole bunch this past year um, because I was really missing them uh, since I moved back upstate. And so um, one of those half dozens, it has your name on it because yes. I know you are a true appreciator. Fine. Oh, we'll do a back. homemade breakfast sandwich episode. Andy's regretting yeah. that bagel comment now. <laughs> well, I love bagels too. I mean, don't we all love bagels? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Thanks, God. New segment, give Randy free food. Love it. Yeah. You need a song for it though. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So let's let's get started. Let's describe what we got at the different places. Let's start with the, the Tree Town orders. So Gwen, what did you get from Tree Town and what were your thoughts? So I got a sausage, egg, and cheese, which is, has been my standard for the parts of this competition I've been, I participated in. And my general thoughts, um, first thought was super melty American cheese, awesome. So I clearly liked that. Um, I said, didn't love the sausage, too small for the sandwich and not that flavorful. Okay. I also said a very good egg but overall could have just used more of it. Too much bread for the filling, even though I had gone with the hard roll, I believe other people um, went with the salty bread, which is uh, one of their specialties. My preface there is that I've had the salty bread before and had the same comment, that it was just Mm. too much bread for the filling. And I felt the same way even with their hard roll alternative. Gotcha. Um, So yeah, I think overall pluses on the cheese and egg, the sausage and the the bread were slight detractors. Okay, Randy. Uh, I was smiling, Gwen, because <laughs> your uh, description was like exactly like our last street town description. So <laughs> it was perfect. Um, I I said compared to the last time, there was less salt on top. I didn't really even visually see any salt on top. Last time I visually saw a little salt um, cubes, I guess you would call them uh, grains. On this one, so I did. did Granule. Granules. I did lick the top just to make sure there was salt on it, and there was. Randy, I also licked the top because I yeah, also. I know was, we licked the same top, Rob. I was there. 
so then I, I tried, so mine was egg and cheese, but this time I got a little maple drizzle. So you can get maple drizzle on any of the sandwiches there. And I thought that might be fair because we're doing, I'm doing the French toast bagel at Balsam. Uh, this one seemed greasier than the last one I got. Um, it had mild, it was somewhere between sweet and salty, obviously because of the salty bread and the maple drizzle. Um, overall, extremely delicious. I would eat that again in a heartbeat. Okay. Andy? I got sausage, bacon, egg, and cheese. I went with two meats to see what it would be like for balsam and tree town because McCann's has the double meat mm-hmm. and it really is a standout. Uh, it is a lot of roll. I kind of described my first bite. It's so good. I love the roll. <clears throat> I do understand that you guys are disappointed that there's not as much salt on it. When you buy a salty bread loaf, they say to eat it within a few hours or freeze it or the salt kind of evaporates or soaks in. I don't know how it works, if it works like salt on the road or whatever, but if you don't freeze it, the salt disintegrates or disappears somehow. So I'm guessing that's probably what happens to these rolls, not making excuses. That's probably just what happened or friction just knocks them off. But um, yeah, I think the, the, the melty Americans really good. The egg is good. I agreed with Gwen that I didn't love the sausage as much as I love the bacon. I ended up taking, taking the sausage off. It wasn't bad, but it's just better to just have the single meat. So I thought, eh, I'll give it a try. But the ones at McCann's really go together. That's ham and bacon though. So for tree town, I loved it. I kept trying to figure out what exactly the best feature is. And I think to me, it's the bread, but I understand if someone thinks it's too much bread, because these things look like super Mario brother mushrooms. They're so big and wide and that, that it's just a lot of, of bread, but it's delicious. And I, I, I ate that sandwich first. I ate the whole thing first before I finished any of the others. And so I don't know what that says about it other than I truly enjoy it. And like Randy, I would, this is the finals. All of these were awesome. It's hard to determine a winner. I would eat that anytime. I almost ate one the next day when my wife wanted one. So <laughs> I was willing to, um, I enjoyed it, but, um, yeah, I think the, the, the only bummer was my own mental mistake of going for the double meat. Cause the bacon and sausage just don't pair quite as well. I don't think. That's uh, that was, that was my fear. Yeah. Um, cause Andy, that was a great point. I don't think I was, that was my fault. I wasn't very specific. I actually, I was only comparing the salt to the last time we had it. I, if this was the first time I probably wouldn't have even thought about it. It still mm-hmm. had that saltiness. So yeah, I, I still really liked it. Um, and if, if you that get that bread point. fresh at the bakery, they are, they're all covered in salt. So mm-hmm. there is okay. definite, uh, desalination, desalinization of the bread. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Sounds right to me. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna jump in with too much because really, what you guys said is everything that I I experienced as well. I also licked the top of the bun because I was like, "Is there any salt on this thing?" Last week, what? <laughs> Why did you guys lick that bun at the same time? That was the weirdest part. <laughs> yeah, that was strange. We it was kind of an unexplainable situation, but just caught in the moment, I guess. Locked eyes across the table and just <laughs> licked the buns. 
I went, I went first and then Rob saw it was a great idea. And then he came in after, I think that's how it worked. Pretty great sure. idea. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, when I had it last week, I remember looking at it after cutting it in half thinking there is way too much bun for this sandwich. And it turned out not to be the case last week because I think they're, well, I got sausage last week. It's a much more substantial meat than just kind of thin bacon. And the sausage held up well, even though it's not a strong sausage flavor. I did like that. It was kind of more subtle for whatever reason. I really, really enjoyed last week's. Maybe the bread was fresher. Maybe it was the sausage, but this week, the lack of salt it, and the too much bread, I, I struggled a little bit with the sandwich. Again, it was still amazing. I would definitely go back there again. Uh, the I feel like I tasted a little bit of the maple drizzle, although that could be just in my head because as I kept going, I could not taste any more of it. Uh, I thought the bacon was good, decent, but uh, overall not as strong as its performance last week. I like when you see me laughing to myself when you say something and then you <laughs> ask me to tell the dumb joke in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw you smiling. I'm like, oh, is Andy going to say anything? What's he going to say? What a jerk. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that wraps up for Tree Town. Want to move on to Balsam? Let's do I mean, it. We're sure. going to do it. Uh, so Gwen, what did you get at Balsam? So I got a sausage, egg, and cheese, again, to be as fair as possible across the competition. Um, and I got it on a French toast bagel, which was at Rob's suggestion. I was initially very dubious about this move, but I actually, it ended up being surprisingly delicious. Um, not too sweet, which is was my fear. Um, I said it was a nice compliment um, and a welcome bite after some of the saltier bites that we had from the other sandwiches. Um, my other note on the bagel was that it was the perfect texture and maybe in a direct, uh, in, in, oh, perfect ratio of carb to meat to cheese, which I think was a direct comparison to the tree town sandwich of which I felt there was too much bread. Um, and then my only other comment here was not a huge fan of the egg. It tastes a little fake with a weird texture. Um, but that could be my personal preference because generally I'm a fried egg eater mm -hmm. on sandwiches. Um, and I, no comment on the cheese. So I guess that means it was probably not not bad, but not as memorable as as some of the other cheeses. So yeah, that's that's where I landed. But yes, thanks, Rob, for the hot tip on the French toast bagel because I would not have gone that way otherwise. Usually I'm a pretty strictly everything bagel kind of person. I'm kind of known for my good bagel choices and recommendations. <laughs> yeah. So anytime. I but. know at least one of our listeners is yelling at the their radio or podcast right now. Like when listen to the other episodes, I'm kind of a bagel expert. I don't know. Should we let him have this win, Andy? We'll just steak, let him have this one. Steak expert, bagel expert. This guy knows everything about food. What did you get the first time at Balsam? Rob? Rosemary, just, oregano, yeah. or something. No, it was oh, rosemary and olive, and it was so bad. And who, everybody else got the French toast. Yeah. Ones. We'll let Rob take the win on this, but to be honest, at least he learned. I guess that's good. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was sitting next to you, Gwen, and I I got the French toast every round, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to get it this round, but I said it's you know, I wasn't sure. I wanted to always give balsam its best chance to win and after eating that uh french toast bagel i didn't want to try anything else because i was like this is so good to me oh so good 
and yeah. it does seem to appeal to people. I have a real sweet tooth, but even like yourself and even Rob, who doesn't usually go for the super sweet, I don't think all the time when it comes to bagels and stuff, it does appeal because you're right. It's, it's not overwhelming. And I think your first reaction was, is this a cinnamon raisin? Because it has those little pockets of like the maple sugar, maple brown sugar stuff. I don't know what exactly the makeup of it is, obviously, but they look like little dots. It almost looks like chocolate chip or raisin. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I almost felt like it was a bit of a palate cleanser as odd as it sounds to say that about a sausage, egg and cheese. But like, I went back to the balsam sandwich again and again in between the other bites, just to kind of like get that little jolt of sweetness. It was, it was a, it was a nice assortment. When Gwen goes wine tasting, she eats a bagel sandwich in between sips of wine to really cleanse <laughs> that palate out. I do. Yeah. Just a, just a classic palate cleanser. And everything bagel really calms the mouth down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Randy, what was your order? Uh, French toast bagel, egg and cheese. Um, same as always. My comments are same so good sweetest and that's all i wrote okay thank you andy first impressions that day were we were sitting there so we were you know taking pictures of the sandwiches to put on our instagram account and just talking about it and i think gwen and i were sitting there and we could actually smell the french toast bagel coming yeah. out of the bag and i think that's when your first kind of worries hit you a little bit like is this going to be too much type of thing but um she described it the way we did in the first couple of rounds. It really is a perfectly put together sandwich. The propor proportions are exactly what you want. And it is funny because I think most of the people who've been judging in this tournament, like a fresh fried egg, I don't mind a egg doesn't really matter to me. As I've said, I don't mind a scrambled egg, but it is notable that this is the only one in the last two rounds. I mean, I guess Village Bakery had scrambled eggs in the semis, but this is the last scramble standing. So we'll see how, how that plays out if it affects anything, but uh, what a great mix of flavors. Yeah. And I, I also kept coming back to this. I finished the tree town sandwich first. And then every time I had a bite of the balsam, I was like, oh, man, this sandwich really is good. And it kind of crept up as the, I don't know, however long it took us to eat three breakfast sandwiches, the, the half hour, the hour lingered. I just kept having bites of it. And I was like, this sandwich is really good. And just like Tree Town, they're both awesome. I'd have them again in a heartbeat. That French toast bagel is tough to beat. There's three awesome rolls in this round, which, and they're all very different. Yeah, just, I don't know if our listeners realize that it's not that we buy three breakfast sandwiches each and we just take a couple bites of each one. We eat <laughs> all of it all three, at least I did. And I don't know how this is happening. I used to be full after one breakfast sandwich and now I'm eating three breakfast sandwiches and I'm still, as Rob and I talk about, sometimes hungry. So yeah. It's what the competition calls for. So yeah. yeah. Gamesmanship. Yeah. This, this might also be speaking to the fact that we need to design future food competitions slightly different for our own <laughs> health. <laughs> I've been thinking about this lately. Duly noted. <laughs> oh man. Somehow I, I, I came out of the early days of COVID, you know, feeling pretty good. And then we started this competition. It's been all downhill 
the past two months just slamming breakfast sandwiches. We've been splitting the McCann's when we get McCann's, just mostly from a price point situation. They're so delicious, but they might be one of the heaviest in the competition, grease-wise and stuff. So that's been nice to split those. But you still almost, I mean, those are almost like their own meal, even just half of one of those. There's so yeah. much on there. Yeah. They're solid. I, I don't really have anything to add for Balsam. You guys pretty much just nailed it. Uh, the, the, the ratios are great. The bagel has such a great chew. The brown sugar pockets are incredible. And it's been consistent. It's been this good pretty much every time we've had it. And it really hasn't wavered at all. Whereas we have had some variation in quality at some of the other places. So you can't beat that. Gwen, our last sandwich. What? Well, we all got the two by two by two by two. Uh, what did you think of it? So my notes, uh, my first impression was very salty and greasy, but in a delicious way. So um, a really good egg, best of the competition, question mark, I said. And then I also commented on the cheese choice for this one. I said, it's sharper than in other places to stand up to the heavy meat and egg. Very good. Um, great buttery roll. And then I said, as expected, amazing bacon and ham. I said, I appreciated that they melded together into one salty meat patty. Um, my other notes were just very filling and loved the crispy edges. Overall, delicious. So um, and I do want to, I can extrapolate on that a little bit. I think I've gone with the sausage, egg and cheese in most places, just because I feel like sometimes when you get like kind of mediocre bacon, it doesn't really stand up to the rest of the sandwich. If you just get like two really greasy, thin strips of bacon. Mm -hmm. So I especially liked how in, at McCann's, not only was it the two by two, um, but that it kind of formed this like delicious meat, bacon, ham mixture um, that kind of really stood up to to the rest of the sandwich it's funny that you say that because randy likes egg and cheese so we split two of these and for randy's half he like took the meat off and just put it on like a plate <laughs> and in the semifinals, i ate that extra meat and it was incredibly delicious but it is just like a little ball of meat yeah. and i think rob you ate some of it this time and it's so good so yeah, good. that's correct. I actually ate all of it this time and it was incredible. <laughs> it was just a huge chunk of meat. And I actually think I got some cheese on it on that thing too. It was great. Randy's like, there wasn't any cheese on my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, Randy, what did you think of your sandwich from McCann's? Oh, just my egg and bread sandwich. Yep. <laughs> yep. For 1050. Yep. I um I agree. I thought the egg was awesome. Um, I think the actual consistency of the bread or the, I didn't know how to describe it, um, was the best. So like the texture of the bread, essentially, when you bite down into it, I love that. I think I said that last time, it's reminds me of a hard roll. I think that was my favorite texture of the bread. Um, this one, it was interesting compared to the other two, to me had no sweetness to it. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, like you said, Gwen, the cheese was a little sharper, so it wasn't like the sweeter American cheese in a way. Um, but overall, again, it was, it was amazing. It was so good. Uh, I would have eaten the full sandwich if, uh, if I hadn't gotten just the half of it. So yeah. Andy. A long, it's a long road. Randy took from his steak sandwich experience. The first time he had McCann's <laughs> he's, he's come around fully. Holy, yep. Um, yeah, the, this sandwich is great. I, I 
my first bite was greasy in a good way. As described earlier, I, I want to echo what Gwen said about the crispy edges. I think I actually pointed at it to Rob and I was like, look at that, look at that bite right there. The bacon had like the very black edge crisp and the eggs are sticking out and they've got that brown, very clearly just fried on the same flat top as the bacon, you know, that you get that awesome, awesome brown crispy edge. And the salty and sweet, it's, it's the bun or the ham or both that has a little bit of sweetness. And Randy said he didn't taste it as much this time, but I did. And I just think it's such a great combo. And I love cheddar cheese and they put a big slab of it and it spills out over the edge and you get those bites with a ton of cheese on it. So third breakfast sandwich of the day that day, delicious third breakfast sandwich. Again, would eat it again in a heartbeat. Not an easy decision to pick a winner out of these three for me. Yeah. And again, I echo what everyone said. It had that the egg really had a great crust on it. Like they really had that fried egg crust that you want in, in a positive way. I do have to say though, there's this giant curl of bacon. That was the very first bite I took. That was kind of poking out the side and it was, it was a little dry. And so that was kind of a, a surprising first bite. Um, the, the, the bun was toasted a little dark, but it was good. It was, there was no issue with it really, um, overall, you know, very good as it's been throughout the competition. I will say I chose the last bite of McCann's to be my last bite of the day. So. Is that telling of her scores? We'll find out soon. I, I don't know, <laughs> but I did finish the Treetown one like everyone else. So who knows? It's, Anyone oh, oh, there it is so weird you would you go we do these little contests every other week or whatever and you go from sandwich to sandwich you're like oh man this one's really good because <laughs> of this and then you take another bite something like well but this one tastes like this and it's so good and the other one's like well this one has bagel it's amazing it's hard yeah it's hard to hard to decide it's crazy you people think it's easy out there it's not it's a difficult fake job we have you <laughs> being yes being professional food podcasters is really challenging especially when you don't know that much about food. I love that we're professionals now though. That feels good because we finished the competition, right? Because <laughs> we survived the competition. <laughs> got, a little, got a little sticky in there a little bit. All right. Okay. To the it? scores. So let's start with what was your third place sandwich, Gwen? My third place was Tree Town. Okay. Your second was Balsam. And that would mean your first McCann's Andy okay. called it. He did. Yeah, I was a little oh. too transparent there. <laughs> so we'll go on to Andy. What was your third favorite? Well, this is really difficult, Rob. Thank you for asking me. Anytime. Um, it was like a horse race for me. I took, I would take, like I was describing before, you'd take one bite and say, okay, this one's the best, you know? And then then you'd take another bite of a different sandwich and say, well, well, this one tasted really good for this reason. And then you'd finish the tree town. You say, well, man, that one was for sure my number one or my number two. And then you have another bite of someone else. So it was very confusing. But I think after a lot of reflection, I decided that I loved all three of these and they all came in. No, I'm just kidding. I think tree town, <laughs> tree town is my third place. And that's a, that's a very respectable finish in the breakfast sandwich showdown. It was delicious. I love salty bread. I'll eat it again the day after a tournament. Second place for me 
is Balsam. My scores are the same as Gwen's. First place, McCann's. I just don't know how you go up against the best meat of the competition. In my opinion, because I love cheddar cheese, one of the best cheeses of the competition. And one of the top, that's a top three bun of the contest. And that, egg. That, and, and you love the egg, and I don't even really care about the egg, but I even like the egg. So it's a really rich, greasy sandwich, but I don't really care about that. It's the best tasting sandwich I had in the whole tournament every single time. And the other ones taste great. They barely lost, but McCann's was my favorite. Okay. Randy, are you going to rock this competition? Are you going to oh, buck Andy. the trends? I'll tell you exactly how you do it. You don't get meat on your sandwich. And that's oh, <laughs> it's a whole different experience. <laughs> um, McCann's has, so for me, McCann, so here's how I want to say it actually, because I thought about how I'm going to describe this and I'm just trying to fix my screen real quick. Um, each sandwich was different. I would say, especially in this round, McCann's, like I said, had no sweetness to me to it. Treetown had that mid sweet salty and balsam had the sweetest taste to it. Um, I'm representing those who don't eat the meat. And so I've got to put McCann's last. Uh, it was delicious. It was very without the meat. I would say it was very similar to like last week's episode with Wegman's quick fill, where it was amazing. I would eat it any day of the week but it just doesn't hold up for me personally without the meat. Um, if you don't like sweet though, I would definitely do McCann's. Um, like I know some people who, you know, they, they like things like Rob, I think of you, you're not a huge sweet tooth guy. Usually when it hold, comes to things, hold on. I'm a, I don't know, know where this, this lie came from. <laughs> I love sweet things. I'm, I slam ice cream all the time. Well, I love, I'll Belgian tell you waffles. exactly. I'll tell you exactly where I think of you in coffee. Like you don't put sugar in coffee. You don't put sweetener in coffee, coffee. And I do usually. So for me, I That's like true. the sweetness of things. You, yeah. You strike me as like, you know, you make a steak. You're like, let's let the meat do the talking type of guy. You're not going to, you don't strike me as the maple yeah. drizzle kind of guy. Okay. Okay. Where I usually put a lot of sauce on mine. Um, so that being said, I got to put McCann's third. So between t tree town and balsam. And for me, the winner <laughs> is. I'm sorry. I just had a visual in my head of Randy using a salt salt grinder to put fresh ground sugar on a steak. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. I'm sorry. I totally interrupted your rankings. Is it? Let me just stop you. Is it possible to do that? Because I yeah. am interested. Throw it back on the grill for a second. Let it caramelize. It's probably put not some, bad. Put some sugar cubes in a salt grinder and grind away. I kind of want to try that um so for me the winner is balsam baby they have consistently been delicious i was going like i think andy you said i actually was going back and forth between all three of them they're all so good i like the sweetness treetown and balsam it was bite for bite couldn't figure it out i thought i had it and then i didn't about five minutes later i changed it twice but it's got to be balsam every bite is good Everybody is amazing. I'm looking at all the other places we had in the competition. For me, balsam is top, which is crazy because as I've said, egg for me is probably the most important. And it's definitely not my favorite egg because it is like one said, 
Like it's scrambled. It looks a little bit more preformed. Like I love the fried egg, but if I'm going to take it down just for the bite itself. So if I go full on bite, this is the best bite of any breakfast sandwich, I think. Okay. So looking at these scores as they are currently, no matter what order Rob puts it in, I don't think we'll have a tie. So we don't even have to discuss a tiebreaker. All the, all three options or whatever, however many options there are. I don't think there could be a tie here. Yeah, uh, that's, that's accurate. So it's all on you, Rob. So right now, Balsam and McCann's are, are tied up with, with five points each. I agree with you guys. Tree town was amazing last week. This past week, it was still very good. I would go back in a heartbeat. The place is awesome. The salty bread's great. Balsam and McCann's were so incredibly close. The balsam sandwich, those bites were perfect. The proportions are so important, which Gwen alluded to earlier, and theirs are perfect. The sandwich is just perfect. I really didn't think I liked bagel breakfast sandwiches this much until I I came across balsam, but I got to give it to McCann's. They just, the the meat quality was so good. Like you guys said, basically it, it is a perfect sandwich. Every element of that sandwich is perfect. Even with that dried bacon crunch once i got into that sandwich it was over that thing that thing was a winner so our winners mccann's is there a noise for that oh i thought there would be oh, Come man on, Andy. we could put we'll put one in and post <laughs> i just played one did you not hear it no so quiet oh, oh maybe could maybe i played it while rob was talking well now it's too late it was the stupid no, air no, no. i think it's good we'll wait oh. for you to rewind it and then <laughs> Okay, you know what? Worth guys, the wait. <laughs> I'll put something in in post. I thought so, you were gonna say, you know what, guys? I'm going with balsam. Actually, <laughs> I'm changing it up just so we could have another celebration sound. Wow! Uh, Congratulations to McCanns. This is a huge award to win the unnamed championship, the Breakfast Sandwich Showdown. We'll bring the trophy over sometime this week to McCanns. So all you, all you employees at McCanns who listen avidly to this podcast. Uh, be ready for that, baby. The golden the trophy, sandwich. The trophy's just a breakfast sandwich from Tim Hortons, by the we way. We have yes. upwards of 86 followers on Instagram. I think the the foot traffic alone that's going to be driven their way this week is going to really, they'll say, where did you hear about our breakfast sandwich? And they'll say, some dumb podcast that we listen to. And they'll say, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if McCann's is a publicly traded company on the stock exchange but if so get your stocks now i think they have mccann's coins out there now coins yeah coins yeah overall i'm very happy with this competition i have tasted breakfast sandwiches i would probably never normally eat i've got new breakfast places to go i will most likely be going to all of these places in this finals again including some in the other rounds so very very happy with it yeah I thought it was great. Yeah, I think we're going to do a little wrap up about the breakfast sandwich. Uh, Just go over like our final rankings. We had some discussion of possibly making a a Franken sandwich using the the different parts of the different sandwiches to make the ultimate breakfast sandwich. Maybe give out a few awards um, on our next episode, but that's going to be paired with something else as well. I think uh, we've got a couple more episodes for this quote unquote season that we're working on right now, but our next episode will have a little follow up. Uh, but I agree with Randy. Definitely a lot of places I, I never would have tried. And I'm glad I did. It's 
it's a really fun, um, like food format. I don't know how to say that, but like the idea of the sandwich, it's really similar in a lot of ways, but as we've seen, even just the roles can be so different and your, your impression of them. I don't know. It's just interesting how everybody puts it together differently. I concur. Well, and I was going to say to our earlier point about tree town being the one that everyone finished, even though I ranked that the third, it's also because in different times, different times call for different breakfast sandwiches, right? So if I want something quick and easy to eat, it's tree town. I'm not always looking for like the huge gut bomb that is McCann's, but then sometimes McCann's is exactly what I'm looking for. So. Yeah. And every time we got McCann's, we were only getting a half of a sandwich, which still right. felt pretty substantial. Yeah. that You want to go there for like, you're having a rough morning and you want like a real greasy brunch type of thing. They have those amazing skillet pancakes that they have that are also probably cooked in butter or some sort of super rich bacon fat deliciousness. Um, Tree Town, Randy raved about the location. It's family friendly. You can eat outside. I'm sure they were probably swamped this Saturday because it was so nice out. And Balsam is just a neighborhood staple. And those are grab and go, easy to eat. They're composed so nicely. They don't make a mess. They really are. There's a breakfast sandwich for all seasons. Mm -hmm. And Tree Town came in third, third, third best in the whole competition. We probably tasted 15 to 20 of these things. So kudos to all they were delicious definitely and for um if you're going to order from balsam i think you can call ahead and place your orders when i went i had to wait a little bit it wasn't insane but you know it was probably 15 20 minutes of waiting to get through the line so keep that in mind if you want to order from balsam so let's move on to our uh listener emails we didn't really get any this week but remember <laughs> the email address is talking trash rock at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, trash, R-O-C, at gmail.com. Got any questions for us? You know, silly things, funny things, questions about Rochester that we can discuss or maybe even think about for future episodes, send them our way. Uh, we'd be happy to read them and, and, and discuss on, on the air. We did get a little interaction from, well, Treetown Cafe was, was mentioning us in our comments and we loved having their sandwiches this week. So shout out to them for reaching out on Instagram, which was really fun. Um, I'm definitely going to be taking my family over there sometime to, to have breakfast together. Maybe not have the exact breakfast sandwiches I had the last two weeks, but um, they have a little playground, little slides little, for little kids and stuff. And uh, I think that'd be a real fun Saturday morning activity for us. And then our buddy Max from uh, Chi Town reached out on Instagram. <laughs> he he said something that that made me laugh. He commented on some of our posts of, uh, "Well, R Randy, did you see the candle that I posted on Instagram?" Oh, I just saw it today. That is the candle. It is it. I it, it. I tried to like just figure it out based on what you described, it and is. I was like, "This has to be it." Yeah. And so I found the weird company that makes them and, and put up a video of that. So he just wrote incredible to that. This is real good radio, isn't it? Me, me just listening, listening our conversation. I said, he, uh, it took me forever to find the candles online. I was going purely on Randy's description. It seems so annoying and also hilarious. He said, it's perfect. Also, I love the donut bouquet. It really took me back to June, 2020, listening to the early podcast episodes, man, this guy's been with us from the beginning. 
What a journey. <laughs> Max, we love you. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening, Max. And also, um, and this goes out to anybody, if you have any ice cream wrecks in the area, we might be doing a little summer competition and we're looking for places that churn their own. We're not looking for places that sling Perry's or uh, whatever that other one is from Vermont. There's a time and place for those. Yes. We're, we're going homemade. So if you You're have any places. Ben and Jerry's from Vermont. No, there's that other one. We were talking about it the other day. We can't, I can't remember it. Okay. I don't Gre- know. Gretel's. No, it's like somebody's name. It's like an old lady's name or something. Gret- you know, Gretel. 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 Everyone knows someone named Gretel. Grandma Gretel. Briar? Gretel's ice cream. Briars. <laughs> Hershey's? No, it's it's uh it is a little obscure. I don't know why this is what are we talking about here? We're just gonna have to look it up later. I I was gonna say for some reason, every time I think of it, I think of like Joan Rivers. I feel like it's like an old lady talk show host's name or something, but it's not Jones ice cream. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, Ricky Lakes ice cream, yeah. Ricky (laughs) Ricky Lakes. Okay. Well, when we start talking about Ricky Sally Jesse Raphael, (laughs) it's about a grit uh uh Phil Donahue starts with the G Gryffindor Gryffindor's ice cream. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. So I guess close. we won't be tasting it on the podcast. So, this <sighs> so Gwen, what is your peeve and what is your plug this week? So my peeve is food bloggers that spend too much time giving their like whole family history and the like 10 year history of the dish that they're, writing a recipe of, I just cut to the chase, tell me what ingredients I need and tell me how to make it. I don't need to scroll through like 10 pages of background information. I totally agree with you on that one. It is so annoying. And my plug, um, I actually got to enjoy a nice night out on Friday um, with a couple of friends at Living Roots in Rochester on University. Um, and had some, did a couple, we each did a wine flight. Uh, we chose a different one. So we got to try a bunch of different wines um, and shared a nice cheese board, um, which was delicious and served with warm flower city bread. So overall from cheese plate to wine flights, um, a really, really great, great place to go. Highly recommend it. Awesome. Great, great plug. Randy, what's, uh, what's peeving you? And uh, one of the co-hosts forgets about peeves and plugs, but I will tell you what I'm going to plug right now, which is our next episode. We're coming back to plates, baby. We're going to do wimpies with my coworker, Pat. Shout out to Pat. He has been asking to be a guest on this podcast for months. Um, So we are going to do wimpies before in Greece and they shut down. Uh, So we're going to the one in Gates He's so excited. He sent me pictures of Saturday, him making his own garbage plates with his kids. It was great. It was great pictures doing the potatoes and everything. So I think that's going to be our next one or it'll be after our, it's coming up soon. We'll say it's coming up soon. So awesome. Andy. I would just like, I like that Randy just made an inside joke for the three people on the podcast with him. That was pretty good. So, I mean, I don't think any of us are even going to listen to the episode because we were on it, but the joke's there. It's good. Um, plugs for me. I guess that was my peeve. Randy's inside joke. Uh, plugs or was that me. your plug? So my plug is, oh. yeah. Another plug for me would be um, 
I mentioned how we went out to the landing in Fairport in my weekend food and we had dinner there. Before we went there, we went and had a drink at um, Faircraft Brow House, which is in Fairport. There's an old warehouse building. I think I might've mentioned this before on the podcast. And it's the old, I believe, American Can Company, where I think the beer can was invented, which is kind of cool. And a couple businesses went in there a while back, and recently they redid a huge section of it. So now in this one strip that's probably a quarter mile long, maybe not even, but you can easily walk from end to end in about two minutes. There's Trip Hammer Beer Works, Iron Smoke Distillery, two places where you can grab a drink and uh, see live shows and stuff. Then there is a new restaurant, Smoking Hot Chicks Barbecue, which I believe used to be a food truck. Now they have a, a sit-down place. I still haven't been there. I want to go there. Campagne, which is this great Italian wood-fired pizza and pasta place that used to be right across the street in Fairport, has now moved into this new location. They have awesome food. And then there's still a couple open spots in there. And Faircraft Brow House is on the end. It's like a European um, brewery type experience with german food and everything so we we had a drink out on the patio there and then walked down to trip hammer um before we went to the landing you could spend a whole night at this place or a whole day just going to these five different places and really have an awesome time so in fairport check this place out and it's within walking distance of several other restaurants and and bars so you could make a make a real good time hanging out in this this walkable half mile to a mile section of town. Um, and I would highly recommend it because I did it the other day and it was a blast. Awesome. So this week I have a very specific peeve as per usual. It's <laughs> when it's when somebody who you don't really know calls you brother and they're like, Hey brother. Like when, when people say that for whatever reason, it really bothers me. But when it's somebody I actually know and, and, and like, it's, it's a good thing. But, you know, I, I, a, disingenuous, a disingenuous, hey, brother, really just kind of like drives me insane. I don't know why it's bothering me this week. But, and then my plug is kind of a lame one. The OXO balloon whisk came in. I made my <laughs> famous Caesar salad dressing that's very polarizing. And I used too much lemon juice and screwed it up again. But the whisk crushed it. So uh, if you need a balloon whisk, it's only about 10 bucks. It's so great that you keep making the salad dressing because you can buy a good Caesar salad dressing for about four bucks at the store. I've got jars and jars of anchovies. I got also, I got all the supplies, man. It's like free now. Rob's like a doomsday prepper masquerading as a food guy. I do have so many. So when I, when the pandemic hit, I bought like Costco out of their, anchovies um i bought like boxes and boxes and boxes before i figured out which brand i liked and i only bought a couple of the brand that was really good and once i actually like opened them and started trying them i'm like oh yeah this other brand is way more palatable and actually you know what costco fans i just got the thing in the mail they're on sale right now the really good brand so check them out rob was in line with a cart filled to the brim with sardines or whatever and oh, anchovies and he's just looking at everyone he's like what a bunch of lemmings buying their toilet paper Idiots. the sardines will be gone in days <laughs> how <laughs> many anchovies are we talking rob like 
Is it in pounds? Is it no? So when it comes to the sardines and anchovies, I have way more sardines. I mean, for sardines, I bought maybe 50 tins, almost 50 tins of sardines. Uh, so yeah, pounds of those, the anchovies, I, well, actually I just discovered you could buy anchovies in jars. That was a game, game changer. changer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I have like at least two or three jars of those hanging around and they're, they're going quick. Are they alive? It's just like if you bought a fish tank. Yes. <laughs> oh, actually one more, one more segment of me trying to sell something. I bought that stupid herb garden like the arrow garden deal. So you could like have fresh herbs. I never use them, but all I have to do is keep making plant food and feeding this thing. So basically I just have like a high tech plant that is going, it, that's just really annoying. So I'm going to probably try to sell this thing on. So, so look for uh, a great deal on Facebook marketplace listeners <laughs> for an herb, an arrow. I don't know that garden. that's what this, this section is all about. You've too many advertisements for your old kitchen goods. Hey, we got to become professional somehow. That's true. I'll use the money to flood the, on the cast. Okay. Does that our money plug, get our, invested in the pod, Rob? It all goes back into the pod. <laughs> Rob, how's that rotisserie doing? Let's not go there. I'm shipping it to Max. Max, <laughs> keep an eye out for a strange-looking giant box that'll Wait, rattle so he, when you shake it. He gets punished for listening to our podcast. Oh, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> You know what? The rotisserie is great. I'm going to make you guys some rotisserie chicken one of these days. Throw some uh, sardines and anchovies on that thing before you send it. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I will. Okay. Anyways, it's been a great podcast. Gwen, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. And listeners, thank you for taking this journey with us through the world of the Rochester breakfast sandwiches. And uh, until next time, Keep eating and talking trash. Trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. Okay. <laughs> So wait, are we not doing peeves and plugs? No. Oh, wait, hold on. No, Rob <laughs> skipped it. I didn't stop recording. Rob's favorite part of the podcast. He just. So there worry, will be Gwen, a little light like, editing in this episode, it, I guess. It's not like the screen was up with what we were supposed to do next on it either. Rob, do you want us to, to re-end the podcast after this. this? You can cut this, Rob, and just put it in. No, we could just do it right now. Let's just do it right now. We'll do peeves and plugs and then we'll just do that same because you can just put it in after the email Instagram stuff yeah, and then we'll do this. an ending I, live. I can cut and move this.